Episode 8 Previously in Episode 7, Thurston confesses to Kynwin that Isabel left him because he loved his birds more than her, and Kynwin realizes his true nature. Turel buys the freedom of Count Eustace's grandson at Odo's Dover Castle, thus smoothing over relations between William's two biggest allies. Afgiva's baby is stolen just before her wedding with Vital, and Kynwin plots revenge on Odo. Late at night, Kynwin is let out of her cell by the Lady Abbess, who escorts her to the pitch-black workroom. The women light candles and get to work. Kynwin stitches Afgiva's name above a figure of her cradling a baby, and Odo's name above a figure of him snatching it from her. There. That should do it. There is no doubt now. Oh, it is a dangerous thing you do, Kynwin. But I know what you and Elfgiver have suffered. And I stand with you. He must be stopped. The next day... Vital and Afgiva stand in front of Father Nico in the small chapel at the Abbey. Mistress Elfgiva, Sir Vital, do you pledge before God and each other that you will be true to each other, to love and honour God in your marriage as long as you both shall draw breath on this earth? We do. We do. Do you have rings to exchange as tokens of your love? Yes, Father. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I declare you husband and wife. Amen. Let's to the sunshine, everyone. Oh, Vidal, I am so happy. I'm so sad at the same time. There, there, low. I need my baby, Vital. Where is he? We will find Cadman, mon amour. Bardolf and Madard leave, even now to search for him. Bon courage. The next day, the movement of the tonsure to Winchester Castle begins. Father Nico and the Lady Abbess supervise as a large wagon is filled with the tonsure's winding machine. There. That should do it, Father. Look you that you drive this carefully, carefully to Winchester. My knights will protect and assist you over the worst of the roads. We will get the tonsure to the castle safely, Father. You have my word. We will meet there. Godspeed and farewell. <coughs> Winnie, I know what you have done. Vital told me, please, you must not do this thing. It's too late, Bard. And anyway, 
Odo has to be stopped. The king must know the truth about him. He is the most powerful man in England after the king. You cannot accuse him and live. Edith will protect me, as she has all along. And God, too. Uh, listen! The only way you will be safe is if you have a Norman husband to protect you. I would be that husband! If you'll have me, please say you'll have me. I'm honoured, Bard. I really am. And you know I care for you. But I will be safe. You'll see. Earl Odo's treachery will be revealed. Once that happens, we can talk about our lives together. I will be by your side at the feast, Winnie. Of that you can be certain. I will see you in Winchester then, Bard. Au revoir. My Lord Thurston! And my cousin Bartana! I was so glad to see her! Yes, the King is generous in his invitation to all celebrants on Midsummer Eve. I am quite excited, lady. And a little afraid. Bon courage, mon cher. It is now in the hands of God. In the great hall of the castle, footmen and women from the abbey help attach the tonsure to the walls around the edge of the space. They cover up the wall hanging with plain cloth to be removed at the end of the feast. The midsummer revellers file in and seat themselves at benches. The group from St. Augustine Abbey sits near the head table where King William and Lady Edith preside. Oh yeah, oh yeah, good people, oh yeah. Edith, lady, we are gathered at the signal event. This is a triumph for you, and I bow to your vision and beneficence. And I bow to your nobility and your victorious conquest. Ladies and gentlemen, you will see around you a mysterious draped object. When I began this project near two years ago, my simple idea was to record the events of the past 10 years on a tonsure so that our children and our children's children would know and understand them. But over time, my ideas about it have changed. Was it to be a means for proclaiming the glory of Normandy, for celebrating the heroism of the great battle at Hastings? 
or as a means for understanding God's hand in England's history. None of these things, and all of them. Through this long process, I have realised that this tonture, this painting with needle and thread, could be a tool for peace. It is a living symbol of the stitching together of two cultures. It is in that spirit that I present to you tonight the great tonture of Guillaume and his doughty men, the conquerors who brought two great people together, Saxon and Norman. Behold. Workers pull down the drapes over the wall hanging, and its images in brilliant colours glow against the stone walls of the hall. Thank you, Queen Edith. I know you created this tonture with the advice and assistance of the Lady Abbess of St. Augustine and of Father Nico, who designed and executed the designs thereon. I, Earl Odo, and Count Eustace are greatly in your debt for creating such a majestic artifact. People of my kingdom, please feel free to follow us in viewing the tonture to see the noble history presented therein. Halfway round the hall, Odo stops dead in front of the Elfgiva panel, William and Edith by his sides. William, who cannot read, looks to Edith for explanation. Oh, what is the meaning of this? I demand to know who did this? I do want to know what this scene is all about. Lady? Ah, I see. There's been an addition to the story. Odo moves to attack Kynwin. Bardos steps to her side and Thurston quickly cuts Odo off. Odo throws off Thurston's arm and plunges toward her once again. You, Shen! I should have known you would try to defend me! I'll have your head on a pike for this! William signals to his knights who grab Odo's arms. Odo stands, chest heaving, death in his eyes. Lady Abbess, Lady Edith, what am I seeing here? Who is this man who defames this woman in the tonture? Your Majesty, the actions shown here in this tonture are of Earl Odo stealing Mistress Elfgiver's child. This much is true. He abused her, got her with child, then stole her baby away. These are lies, spelled by money and jealousy, Majesty, and nothing more. Where is this Alfgeva? Is she present to support these accusations? Yes. Here, Your Majesty. Alfgeva, come. Do not be afraid. Quickly, woman. Tell me the truth of this matter on your life. <sighs> Majesty, your brother, Bishop Odo, did press himself on my body against my will when I was employed as a seamstress on the tonture. I tried to resist him, Lord. He was too strong for me. 
and he had the key to my cell. I prayed that he would tire of me, Lord, and he did, but not till I was well gone of his child, and for many months after. Proceed. I was delivered of his child four weeks past, my Lord, a beautiful baby boy named Cadman. Although conceived in pain and fear, I was most happy with him, Lord. He has been a joy in my life. Pray continue, mistress. These three weeks past, Servital asked for my hand in marriage to make me a whole woman again and a wife. And I gladly said yes, as I love Servital truly. But then, Lord, a week ago, men came into our hut in the dead of night and stole Cadman. They stole my baby. Odo glares at Afgiva, then turns his stare to Kynwin. Brother, is this true? Is the child yours? And did you steal it away from its mother? Brother, you know me. Of what use would I have for a child? Majesty! I were witness to Bishop Odo's predations upon Elfgiver during my time at the Abbey. The child, his child, were born a month past. But Bishop Odo showed no interest in him until word of Elfgiver's upcoming wedding to Fatal were carried to his ears. He meant to punish her, Lord, in the worst way he knew how, by stealing her child. I'm sure of it. Woman, did I give you the permission to speak? You, an insignificant Mercian, have no right to comment on Norman law or the world of your betters. Majesty, I understand well enough when someone is evil and does something wrong. Grievously wrong. I demand justice for Elfgiver! Silence! Hold your tongue! For this dangerous slur against my brother, the Earl of Kent and Bishop of Bayeux, I fine you and your household 500 shillings, and if you are unable to pay it, the sentence is loss of a hand or an eye! Guards! Take Lady Kynowin and lock her into her room. Go! <laughs> <laughs>